You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes every week. And we have another full agenda. This might be our last week of five shows. So let's go ahead and dive on into the most recent one, which is Shaw's. And the drama is still going. I feel like we had a little bit of a dip. We're picking back up. We're seeing where things are going. Mercedes is definitely back into it. But the biggest thing for me when they started was Gigi's pot addiction as she's basically smoking a blunt before she's about to get pregnant. I didn't realize how bad it was. I was watching it with Kyle and he's like, oh my God, she can't go two to three hours. Like, holy fuck, that's really, really bad. And in my head, I mean, that is kind of bad if you can't function a couple hours without pot. I think anything. I mean, if you can't go to two two to three hours without your cell phone, two to three hours without putting on makeup, whatever it is, as, as like mundane as it might seem, that to me is an addiction. What makes me really nervous is she just keeps saying like, it's only 40 weeks. It's only 40 weeks. I hope she's aware that one, you're not going to get a lot of sleep. Your baby wakes up all hours of the night. I'm sure she'll have some help, but like you can't really be high when you have a newborn. I don't know a lot and excuse my ignorance for those listening about what marijuana use does to your breast milk as she plants on breastfeeding. But I know like you have to be mindful of alcohol consumption. Like I don't know if she's thought about all this and I hope she realizes that even when the kid's like one or two, she can't be getting high every two to three hours in front of her child. Like I just, I don't know. The more I'm like watching this, the more I'm like, I hope she's changed. I hope this makes her open her eyes, but I'm really kind of concerned for this kid. I am trying to be optimistic and think that motherhood will have a softening effect on people. She's kind of harsh, (laughs) rough around the edges to say it lightly. So I'm hoping it's just kind of like puts a new purpose in her life. I mean, I don't know how old she is, but I guess she's closer to 40. She has kind of pawned off her parents for a while. So this is really forcing her to be an adult. So I'm trying to remain optimistic for her. But I think all the things you're saying are completely valid. I mean, Everyone does something recreationally here. I mean, we like we don't do yeah, we're not perfect and have fun. I mean, not saying she can't do that, but yeah, you definitely can't be doing that two to uh, two to three hours when you're sole caretaker of your child, especially as a single parent. Yes, that's. I mean, that's the thing. And I mean, I'm not saying like she can't get high at all. Like kids asleep, he's been sleeping through the night. He's two to three years old. that's fine. You know, whatever you need to do, but you can't be doing it consistently throughout the day. So I I hope she changes. I just am watching this. I, a lot of fear was going into my head. Like, is this really the person that should be having a child 
right now. And maybe she'll change. I'm just, that's, those were my initial thoughts. I do think it's really sweet that she's sending the baby messages. She's recording everything. I know from a lot of friends going through it. And there's been a lot of Bravo celebrities that have gone through it. I mean, IVF is at a very emotional, uh, it's just a draining process physically. There's a lot of shots. She was talking about the pain of all the shots and your hormones. And it's just, it's a lot of highs and lows. And so I do think it's really sweet that she's documenting all this, uh, particularly because she is getting pregnant in maybe a, an unconventional way with no father in the picture and um, using a sperm donor. But still, I think it's really sweet that she's kind of kind of like this little online journal for her child when he is born. I thought it was really sweet. And I think it's really – she has great parents who are super, super supportive of her. I and I loved how they went with her for the egg transfer. I thought that was very sweet. I think it's easy to be judgmental of anyone who's doing that on their own. And especially someone like Gigi, he's smoking pot two <laughs> to three hours every day. But so I think it's great that she has the support of her family and that they're there for her. Her mom giving her all the pineapple and like I'm going so all cute. holistic. I just thought it was really, I thought that was really sweet. I don't know. Someone had messaged us on Instagram asking us if we know who the know who the father is. My assumption is that she just used a sperm donor. So she talked about this, but and we'll have to find the interview. It was really odd. It was quite a while ago. Um, it was right when her pregnancy was announced, and we didn't even know when Shaw's was filming, when the season was going to premiere. But she basically said that she thinks she wants to use a sperm donor, and she doesn't know if she wants the father to be involved or not. And I think I remember talking to you about this and being like, does she understand that a lot of times when you use a sperm donor, they're they're not involved? Like that's kind of the whole point. It's just uh, you need some swimmers to help fertilize an egg. And if you don't have a man, that's kind of what you do. And I know there are some people who pick sperm donors that like lesbian couples will pick, you know, a male that they know. And that's a kind of a different situation. But I was under the impression she just went to sort of like a sperm bank and used a stranger. Um so I don't know. It was, but her interview was really odd. I'll have to go try to find it, and you guys will have to let us know what you think. But I, I don't think we know the dad. She's not saying it if she does know. I would imagine maybe as the season progresses and as when she shares the news with her friends, that's going to be one of the first questions they ask. So I'm sure we'll find out. Um, if not in that interview that Abby mentioned, but on this season, yeah. Uh, also, though, speaking of mothers or new mothers, uh, Mercedes is so put together for a new mom. Like she has full makeup. Her nails look great. Hair looks good. And this is a woman who almost died during childbirth. Like I looked like death and I had a pretty normal, easy birthing experience both times around. And I did not look like that. I probably still don't look like that. I mean, she had her uterus removed. Like, oh my God, my, I get goosebumps. I cringe at the thought of that happening and just how painful that recovery must be. I'm trying to determine how old is Shams? So in my head right now, I'm like, oh, maybe this just delayed her filming for obvious reasons because of that little bit of that recovery. But Shams is still, I mean, pretty fresh. He looked pretty young. I'm guessing he is maybe now that like in what we're seeing six to eight weeks old, but I think he's still very little. I mean, she kept talking about his head and worrying about his neck and he does sort of have that little like just newborn face. Yeah. So. so maybe the producers gave her, I mean, I'm not saying six to eight weeks is enough by any means to be camera ready. <laughs> but, maternity leave. Yeah. But to get her out of that fog, and I'm sure she had hair and makeup people. Too. I'm sure. I I'm mean, sure that she's got a glam squad, but I'm just, she looks great. Uh, what glam squad or not. We are starting to see the, the beginning of Tommy, her husband getting very upset about 
everything going on with Reza and Mercedes. I, I'm just so torn in all of this. I still, whether or not she was behind all this stuff with the naked Jenga and having the Ali guy bring it up at the certain time and that lunch, the way it went, I still just don't think it was the right time for Reza to call her and confront her when she basically like just got so much horrible news in a short amount of time. But I, we're, I'm starting to, I mean, Tommy gets really, really upset. And now we're starting to understand why he's probably going to go over there and vandalize the house, which we know happens. Yeah, I I am team MJ solely on the fact that you don't, out of its poor character, I know the rumor was horrible, but it's really, really poor character when someone's life was truly on the line <laughs> yes. and they were in the ICU and everything to just use that time to rip them a new asshole, reality TV show or not. So based on his judge of character in that particular moment, I'm team MJ, not to say that MJ is a perfect human. Both of them, if we're being real, are pretty overdramatic and over the top people, which is probably why they were such good friends for so long and probably why they make horrible enemies with each other because they play dirty. So, I mean, I guess we'll see how everything unfolds. Neither one ever admits fault. I think that's the other big thing with them. They're both very, very stubborn. So if they ever do reconcile, it's probably going to be more more one of those, like a Vicky situation with Tamara where she doesn't really ever admit to doing wrong by spreading rumors about Eddie being gay and the whole cancer scam. It's just eventually they're going to sweep it under the rug and learn how to move forward. And I hope, I hope that does happen just because they've been friends for so long. I also kind of hope that uh, Sam and Destiny is this unexpected romance that continues throughout the season. It is I mean, pretty good drama. Wow. That was, you would feel that boner through the screen. He, okay. One, he reminds me of bad bunny, the Hispanic rapper, the Latin rapper, who's very popular. I'll do a side by side. If you don't know who that is, that's who I thought of immediately. <laughs> I did not look jump like to bad. that, but I can but see That's it. what I, I jumped it. to. But the sexual tension, like you could feel that through the screen. And honestly, Destiny, like we know she's been looking for a man. We heard that when she was helping that poor opossum through that labor and yeah. delivery. So I'm like, you know what? Get it. I, yeah. I don't know if I would be like that public about it, but clearly they I, were taking shots and drinking lots. She was drinking those. in Vegas. I think they drinks. Too. Yeah. Get it, girl. I mean, part of me is like, clearly we're married, so that would never happen. And I'm like, I just think, I'm like, if I were single and I thought someone was attractive and they're spitting game and I'm spitting game, why not? Yeah, and throw a caution to the wind. Consenting adults, two consenting adults. Uh, but so I, I'm just, think, I, I'm really enjoying Shaw's. I think we're definitely going to see a lot more drama to come this season, and uh, I cannot wait for Mercedes to show up. At, it looks like. I can't figure out whose house it is. It's not Reza's house because of the steps on the deck. Didn't look like his house, but she's going to show up at some party and there's just going to be this huge confrontation. And I don't think it's going to be everybody on Reza's side. Originally I thought it was everyone with Reza and it, I'm, I think some people are going to be right in the middle, which we do see Gigi say neither one of them is innocent. Mm-mm. And programming note, Shaw's is moving to Fridays. Ugh. So um, we'll do our best to kind of keep up and covering everything Shaw's. We do really enjoy the series, but Fridays, we usually take time for ourselves. So anyhow, just wanted to let you all know listening in case you didn't know that. It's moving from Sundays to Fridays because Family Karma, the new Bravo show, is premiering next week, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Or this upcoming weekend, I think. 
Right? For some reason, I thought it was in April. Good Lord. We've got a lot of Bravo going on, people. Just buckle up because it's going to be some long episodes. So let's just dive right into Atlanta. You and I were talking about this before we started recording. Major, major props to Eva. At 38 weeks, she is just killing it. It's her third kid. She's at a baby shower, having fun, hanging out with everyone. I mean, this is a classic veteran mom move to still be <laughs> yes, like. It really out is. About. I feel like that is. I feel like there needs to be a side by side. It's like first time mom baby shower at like twenty weeks. I'm yeah. I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> third time mom basically two weeks before you're due. Even when you were told to be on bed rest, like what? Yeah, I, mean, I was like shocked personally because I think I would be in like a little bit in hibernation mode. A little. Not saying you can't live, but I don't know that I would be wanting to have a baby shower that close to my due date, but. I give her props. She looked amazing and great. And that baby shower was really fun. It was really well done. They were, they loved the games. All the women were so into the games. I hate when you get to a baby shower. First of all, anyone listening, if you invite me to a baby shower and you melt candy bars and diapers, (laughs) I'm not going to be a fun participant. I hate that game. I think it is the worst game. Excuse me. that cough is not coronavirus, by the way. I know I've been flying. (laughs) I had a horrible cough, like a coughing fit that if you've been listening for a while, you know, I get these out of the blue and it happened to be on the flight and I got so many dirty looks. So anybody who was on my flight from St. Louis to New Orleans, I do not have a coronavirus. I promise you that. Oh my God. I thought they were going to kick me off the plane, but the baby bottle chugging thing was the, first of all, They were all like bragging before it got started. Those women were all in on chugging. It was a very sensual chugging, but it kind of reminded me in college when they either say like, you know, it's almost last call or when there's like a drinking special that like runs to like 7 PM, like bottomless cup until seven. And you at, you know, 650 are chugging your drink because you want to get more bang for your buck. That's what it reminded me of the way these women were just slamming. The it was baby so funny. And the producers with that slow motion montage <laughs> of each of them doing it was so, so funny. Shamar, I died at her like chewing the nipple off to like try to win. But it was it was fun. That is a baby shower game I would participate because that's that's like lighthearted and fun. I like made a note of that and like filed it in my like brain mentally. Like baby bottle chugging is hilarious. And it's it's one of those that even if you don't have kids, you don't feel weird playing. Like I hated when I didn't have a kid yet and you had to guess the price on stuff. You're like, I don't know. I don't buy these things on a regular basis. I don't care that butt paste is $7.99. So for those people that are getting ready to plan a baby shower and you don't have kids, do the chugging contest. It is. Do I'm the sure chugging contest or do the celebrity babies because you had that at yours. And that's a really easy, fun one. And it I say this really because fun. I won that contest. So maybe that's why I'm like. One by like a one. landslide. I think like <laughs> Vanessa got nine out of 10. And the next person was like six out of 10. So very, very impressive. Uh, from there, though, we go to, I mean, there's like a few other things that happen. But Nini is talking to Wendy Williams about all the drama that's going on. I knew they were friends. I didn't know they were that close. I also am understanding why Wendy Williams has the tea and leaks stuff that may or may not be true because it's coming straight from Nini. Oh, and the more I think about it and after seeing their interaction and I saw something recent, like a headline, like they're still friends, something in the public, they were together. But it makes me think even more that Nini wanted that information to come out. You know, like I, I, especially in that, uh, conversation with her how she said I know what her, she does for a living she gossips so I feel like she wouldn't share that with her if she didn't want her to share that information that she might quit the show so 
I thought that was kind of interesting. And she kind of, I mean, sums it up. But the funniest thing is Nini's new confessional look with that short blonde hair reminds me of Marge Sr. So I saw your note of that and I watched Atlanta after you. So I, your notes were like right there as I'm watching and I, I couldn't get it out of my head. I don't know if I would have <laughs> so thought funny. it otherwise, but I'm like, oh my God, this is March Sr. So we'll have to make a note. I feel like we're going to have to do a lot of side-by-sides. we got Sam and uh, Persian Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny. <laughs> and we'll do, uh, we'll try to get Nini and March Sr. But really the peak of this, and I, this is when, like, I just love Atlanta. This was such a good Bravo week too. I know- like we sometimes say that a lot, although I feel like I've been really critical lately. This episode just gave me everything I wanted because then we get to the big event and, you know, Kenya has basically been planning all this and Mark treats her like shit day of and is just like, oh, we got it. Don't worry about that. I changed the seating. This is a classic reason why like men, for the most part, straight men in particular should not plan events. They little details slip through the cracks and it was very evident, but he was such an ass to her. Such an ass. The whole thing. He was the ultimate asshole. Even when she went shopping, he was so dismissive. He wasn't like, thank you so much. I know this is last minute. He just looked disgusted. And the weird thing about their dynamic, and I'm not saying someone, it's very, he does seem like he loves, loves Brooklyn. And is like all in as a dad. And it's really strange. I think in my mind, when I think of shit men, I think they're shit dads and shit husbands true so it's a very interesting to watch him as a father because he seems very hands-on and very into brooklyn but as a husband it makes it that much more like like cold i guess because how cold he is with her it's, it's very right. uncomfortable it to is watch weird. and it i agree with you most of the time it's like oh like he's just not interested in the whole it's the whole life it's the being the dad it's the being a husband it's everything He's all in on being a dad from what we can see in what filming shows. He's just not all in on being a husband. And the things that he was saying, I mean, God, it just was so hard to watch. But I think for me, the biggest bombshell is then it kind of cuts to like, you know, you see them fighting or kind of just being very cold to one another. It's very tense between them and all their conversations. And then he kind of walks away and there's moments where either he was mic'd up and camera crews couldn't get to him but he kept saying like you're not going to see me after this cut it after this you're getting five minutes we see him walk out and leave the event and then it says they filed for a divorce the next day I mean the timing of this I could there's no way Bravo made this up like it this was just insane that it all happened I mean I have chills right now just even thinking about it like how (laughs) horrible timing and I think knowing that and knowing what was eventually going to come out about Mark too which I'm sure they're going to share this on the show about his alleged double I'm assuming wife. it will come up when the ladies are in Greece because everyone's going to yeah. start doing some dirty digging and she was pretty quick this story I remember right when it broke that they were divorcing that his second like secret life was the next thing that came out like a day later I just can't imagine it just watching Kenya and especially their relationship, how uncomfortable it is to what it, it seems like they're trying to put a face for the cameras and there's so much going on behind closed doors. It just makes me wonder when Kenya received that information. And she does seem kind of like very politician esque, especially when she's like, I'm Mrs. Um, I forgot yes. his last name daily or whatever it is. She's like, I'm Mrs. Daily, like da da da. Like she seems to like, she's, I mean, being a former pageant girl, maybe that really comes out of her. She's all about putting appearances in front of people and letting them know that it's okay. But I can't believe that happened. And that she even goes to Greece. But maybe she should. I don't know. It's kind of wild. 
I think for her, it just, it surprised me that she went because she isn't necessarily one of those women that has always been supported by the group and is kind of like, she's not like the one that everyone loves and she's everyone's little sister. And I mean, she's definitely one that has thrown a lot of shade, has started drama and doesn't necessarily have a ton of friends in her corner. I think, you know, her and Cynthia are closer and they had a really open conversation, both of them about mistakes to avoid before getting married, but she's not that close with Nini right now. It doesn't, you know, she's definitely not close with, um, Oh, our favorite friend of um, Tanya. Oh, Tanya. No, they're not <laughs> close. She's kind of close with Portia, but I think Portia kind of is, sees other people's side um, when there comes to confrontation with her. So I'm shocked that she goes to Greece just because she, it's not like this is her support system and she needs all these women to rally behind her. And maybe they do. I would have just been very hesitant to go on a trip like that after announcing a divorce. Oh, absolutely. I just, I don't know, but maybe it's what she needed was to get away from everything as everything was being released in the news and the public and needed to get away. But it is wild. So this is why probably we're getting more episodes of Atlanta than we did New Jersey. I totally agree. I want to dive right into Jersey. But before we do, I just want to touch on a few things with Pump. So I think the big thing for me that's driving me nuts is the fact that Jax is missing the point of essentially every conversation that people are trying to have with him. Sandoval was trying to basically say where he was coming from and why he was upset. Jax didn't get it. And then Lisa asks for Jax and Brittany to come over to her house. And she tells them that her mother passed away just months after her brother took his own life. And she's just saying to them, you know, life is short and enjoy everything. And she leaves and Jax goes, you know what? Lisa's right. Life is short. That's why I'm so glad I didn't invite my mom and I'm not going to invite Sandoval because life is too short. And I just want to shake him like, She's saying, let the things go. You're going to regret these people not being at a big day in your life. And he just doesn't seem to care. But so that, that was my big takeaway with Pump. Yeah, I mean, Jax is still an ass. The wedding's still a thing. I've never wanted a wedding to be more done. Even after we enjoyed it so much on Instagram, I'm just ready for it to be over. So that's yeah. Pump. <laughs> Next, Jersey. Oh, my gosh. First of all, my biggest thing with Jersey, and for those who are watching our stories, you know what I'm going to say. We deserved more. The finale episode was really 25 minutes-ish of a true finale, which was sort of, you know, a confrontation wrap-up at some sort of party. And then we got 25 minutes of Italy with Joe and Teresa and the girls reuniting. I think we definitely deserved a full episode uh, with the women and a full episode, maybe two or three, of Joe and Teresa. I just, I'm wondering what happened, why they cut it so short. I agree. And honestly, too, if you think about it, that trip to the shore was what, three episodes probably? Yeah, you're right. total from start to finish. So, I mean, they've really stretched it out there. But I would have loved to see the aftermath of that huge revelation of Teresa and Marge. Teresa basically acknowledging that she had something to do with Marge's hair getting pulled. I would have loved to have seen a little bit of an aftermath of what would have happened there. And even like everyone's um, more detailed reactions about Joel having to stay or being deported directly to Italy. I just felt like there was a lot there that we didn't get. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was very, it was strange. And the weird thing about that, after that revelation and everything, I'm actually kind of shocked by how, well Marge handled it I guess (laughs) I don't know maybe she was shocked but I don't know that I would have been 
that cool. And there was a picture that Teresa and Marge post together, like shortly after that fight. I don't know. It's very strange to me. It was bizarre to me that both of them, I think, remained relatively calm. Like Teresa was mad, but then everyone was saying, this is why we didn't want you hanging out with Danielle. And she's like, okay, I think you're right. And then she calls Danielle and says, basically, this is the end of their friendship. I don't think it was fair to put all of it on Danielle. Yes, Teresa had been drinking and she was happy for Danielle to stick up for herself, but I felt like she needed to take a little bit more ownership and fault on the fact that she played a major role in it. It shocks me that she admitted to it. And also, I think the part when she said, I hope they don't show this. And Melissa goes, they're going to show it. And she took off. And Melissa said she's mad at production. That scene and then at the Dallas reunion when the women said, I honestly didn't think they were going to air and show all the racist comments, makes me think there are so many disgusting, horrible scenes that production has held back. And now they're realizing that the shows look too scripted and look too fake and they're done protecting the OGs and the main players on every franchise. And it just makes me wonder what else have we missed? Because I mean, the fact that she thought, yeah, she thought it wasn't going to air. She thought there was a chance that would not air. Absolutely. I, it, it, that part was very shocking. And I think that's a huge part why she didn't really fully run away. I mean, I was kind of surprised that she didn't get in that Uber and everything. Like she's like, okay, I got to change the narrative. Like her mind quickly went, I know Teresa isn't always, um, book smart, I should say (laughs) her street (laughs) smarts kind of kicked in. (laughs) No, all the ingredients aren't there, but I felt like her street smarts kicked into play. It was like, okay, how do I change the narrative here? How do I change the narrative? I got to call Danielle, got to call Danielle, got to cancel the friendship, show that I'm serious about Like, I just felt like her wheels were like, you could see the wheels spinning. Yes. I, I, but I agree. We should have gotten more of reaction though. of The other women, I couldn't really figure out. I, I thought it was nice that everybody went to Teresa and basically said, she's been a horrible influence on you. She's not a good person. You've had blinders on, you've had a lot going on, but you don't need these negative people in your life that are going to bring you into situations where they're going to pull someone's hair. And now you look bad. I did agree with that. I was surprised that Marge was kind of, I don't want to say forgiving, but basically said, I know you have a lot going on. If I were Marge, I would have just said, it's going to take some time for us to work past this. I would have been pretty pissed. I might've left if I was Marge. She's like, I need I some food. Totally yeah. left. I, I just was, she was so cool, calm and collected. And I've heard the interwebs talking about how they felt like that fight was staged. And I think Marge's reaction semi played into that. I don't know that I believe, I don't know that I agree with that. I do think some things are staged and whatnot, but I don't think Marge or any sane person would want their hair pulled to this, to the um, point where they're borderline whiplash with someone that they hate. <laughs> and it was an aggressive pull. I mean, she almost it was an fell to the ground. Yeah. yeah, it was a very aggressive pull. But so, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what else more to discuss about it because I feel like we're, we missed out on so much. And I agree. We didn't see the women's actions to Joe's deportation, which I'm sure we'll see at the reunion. But still, that's something I think we should have seen the women discussing. Or, you know, maybe there's part of this that Teresa wants to keep private because of her family, I'm not sure if maybe she talked to production and said, I'll give you the Italy episode if you cut this other stuff out. I just feel like there's something that we're missing that was probably filmed and we'll never see. Thousand percent. So that Italy trip, holy emotions. Talk about <laughs> switching from the fight and typical Bravo entertainment and you know, laughing at things and whatnot to like, oh shit, this is someone's real life. Like, what was your take on this episode? So or I'm, that part of the episode. Yeah. Well, one, I wish it would have been more. I felt like 
part of the reason why like I'm emotionally shell shocked is I had so much I had to process in such a short amount of time. I loved seeing Joe light up when he saw the girls. I got teary eyed when they all hugged because I know, and this is the thing that was so hard for me watching that these moments is I know he wasn't a great husband at times to Teresa. There are scenes that go back all the way to 2012 where he's on the phone with someone calling her his bitch wife. Like he just, I'm sure he wasn't faithful. I'm sure he wasn't the greatest husband. It did seem like though he was a very involved and loving father. And these girls, I just can't help but think like their family that they know is now done. You know, they are, their parents are getting a divorce. Their dad is going to live in Italy. Their mom will continue to live in New Jersey. And they're going to feel like a little bit of like, where are their roots and where is their home? Because they don't have their parents, like both parents nearby. And it was just so hard watching it. And I found myself wanting for some reason, Joe and Teresa to somehow reconcile and stay together. And I don't know why I felt that way. I know they shouldn't be together, but that like, I just, I found myself cheering for that reunion. Of I, that's funny. I had the complete opposite reaction. I, for me watching it, I understood exactly why Teresa was clearly angry, was so cold. There's a lot of, she's got a lot, a lot of built up resentment. And given the fact that she doesn't open up very much, I could, it was awkward watching them interact, but I thought it was totally valid too. Like I, in my mind, it's like, I haven't seen you really yes. seen you and well, spent more than probably 20 minutes with you or however those long, those jail visits are to want to like share a bed with you. Like, are you delusional? Are you out of your mind? Like, I don't know. I, I kind of felt and got what she, what Teresa was saying. And I do think like everything you're saying about the girls loving their dad and adoring their dad and all that stuff. I wonder if one day they'll kind of empathize a tiny smidge bit with their mom and kind of understand what she kind of went through. Because I I do feel like they side a lot with Joe a little bit. I think all girls naturally side with their fathers a little bit more, at least like growing up with all sisters. It, It felt like we rarely were upset and mad at our dad. And if we did, it was short lived where our mom still going 34 years later. But I I do think once they become mothers and wives themselves, I think you have a whole new appreciation for your mom. Even if, you know, there were things that your mom did that were blatantly wrong. I have had a few people that I've worked with that have said, you know, my mom wasn't the most reliable. She sometimes, you know, would be like outdating men and who knew I was babysitting me. And it was like not the most safe, warm environment. But after having a kid, I know that she loved me unconditionally. And I understand that love now. So I think for the girls, they're going to understand how much their, their mom really loved them. But also I think once they start having kids and they realize how hard it is and they see all that their mom did for them, working really hard, making sure they could keep their house throwing them beautiful prom parties, uh, just and everything she went through, including, you know, the, what letter to jail, which yes, she should have known what's going on, but I believe that, I mean, Joe, it was mostly Joe's fault. So I completely understand why she has all this resentment to him. He's never owned up or really apologized to what happened or why he was in jail. I just, for some reason, I just, it broke my heart watching this family split. Oh yeah. I mean, I get you want like a happy ending, especially for those girls. And they kept zooming in on Adriana because we know how much time she's gone without her father. So I get it. I mean, I want a happy ending for those girls too. And knowing that, I mean, who knows if he'll ever truly move back. And I mean, he seems kind of content. I know he'd move back in a heartbeat, but he also seems kind of content in his life with in Italy. But it's, it was very, um, it was a lot to wrap up in like 25-ish minutes well, and it felt were weird. Were you as surprised too. as I was though that they 
basically like said, I'm like, you know, they're like, that's it. We're done. And like, it was a conversation and we saw it. I felt like they were going to lead us on a little bit more, but I mean, it was because they were posting pictures after the Italy trip on Instagram and they didn't really make a statement until a couple of weeks later that they were no longer together. But, it, but as we saw, they decided in Italy, that was the end of it. Yeah. I, but the, the thing too, that again, Teresa may not have all the ingredients is, but she knows how to continue to make a buck. <laughs> so yes. I also wouldn't, I mean, we see those like Lincoln click it. What is it? Lincoln bio or whatever oh shit that she yeah. did, all the clickbait that she posts and her and yeah. Joe, like, I do feel like they were like trying to capitalize on their breakup or at least she was. And I'm sure she, for him, she was like, Hey, you would get money, easy money out of this. Get your feet back on the ground. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, and those two, like, they, I mean, we talked about bubbies and looking at their past. They've never been words people. So I guess no. I wasn't expecting something. <laughs> They're but not words people. <laughs> but you're right. It was pretty like, okay, we're done. And he's swiveling his wine and looking at the legs. And she's like, okay, get the hell out of here. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. But yeah. It was very uncomfortable. It was. But I mean, we have closure. We know it's going to happen. I'm still excited for the reun- reunion because there is so much drama amongst the women. But I thought I'd be more looking forward to the reunion to hear updates on Joe. But I don't th- I mean, I don't think we really need it. We know he's in Italy. He posts pretty frequently and he still sees the girls. He saw them. Was it like a month ago? He saw them at Christmas. Christmas. I don't- so, oh God, that I was don't- almost two, and- two months ago, two and a half months ago. But he is seeing his daughters, not obviously as much as he would if he lived in New Jersey, but um, he's, I mean, he's, I think it seems like he's involved, which is a good thing. And I hope that he continues to be able to see them on a quarterly basis and maybe more as they get older. But now we are down to the final show to cover. I know, I know. So this will be so fast. Summer House, the show that you shouldn't sleep on. It's more entertaining than Vanderpump, even if the storyline kind of feels the same. Drunk people making out, making terrible, horrible decisions never gets old on TV. And Summer House continues to do that. So Lindsay and Carl are still a thing. He tries to break up with her, but he can't break up with her. So they're still together. It's a mess. There's random people hooking up in people's bed without people knowing. There was all sorts of good stuff at this 4th of July party. And they have literally the best theme parties, I think, of any series on Bravo. So next, I think tomorrow's episode, which this will be released on Wednesday, is a Miami Vice party. So I always look forward to the drama on Summer House. So again, if you're disappointed with Vanderpump Rules, pick up Summer House. You don't need to watch previous seasons. It's really easy to catch on. And it's just really dive right in. I didn't watch last season. I don't feel like I've missed a beat. You can kind of figure out who the people are, who's friends, who isn't. They're all very attractive, uh, very easy to look at. But yeah, they go all in on their costumes and themes, and they're a fun group. And one thing that we say all the time, the reason why we fell in love with Pump is majority of these people truly were friends before the show started. And that is what we get with Summer House. So keep do not sleep on it. Keep watching it. It's so entertaining and definitely much better than Pump. But now it is... Time for a shout out time. So I want to give my shout out to my father-in-law, David. I've received a really funny text, funny as an amazing text from him today. He texted me. I saw Michael Rappaport the other night at a comedy club. He's a huge housewives fan. I mentioned your podcast and he was familiar with it. One, I was like, I read that and I was like, wait, what, what, what? Like, 
Michael a lot Rappaport, to process there. <laughs> lots of process. You had a conversation with him. Wait, you saw him at a comedy club. You're, what are you doing at a comedy club? Like there was so, so many different things going through my mind, but I, I was like, oh my god. So I even asked him. I was like, okay, my mind is blown. Maybe he's just saying that to be nice. And he said, didn't seem that way. That he was really sincere. So holy, I mean, holy hell. Thank you, David. He's the best father-in-law. He's he is always. Uh, being an advocate for us real moms, even though he knows nothing, zero about Bravo. But I really, really appreciate that. I thought that was so sweet. And Michael Rappaport, like what? I mean, I know. I mean, he we love him because he loves Housewives, but you love him from his show too. I've loved him for so long. So I, he's one of those people that like, if you saw him and he wasn't famous, I will say you might not like turn your head. He's not like a Brad Pitt. But he is so funny. I think he's just one of those people that like his personality makes you develop a crush on him. And it, you, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to DM me and be like, really? But ever <laughs> since Friends, when he was Phoebe's boyfriend, I just, I loved him. I think he's just, I, I love the characters he plays. He's an awesome guy. For me, this was probably since we've started this whole thing and all the housewives who have followed us and shared us and maybe messaged us, this was the, like the best moment for me so far is the fact that Michael Rapport knew who we were and was aware of our podcast and our account. I just, I'm such a big fan. And if you guys are not watching Atypical, it is such a good show on Netflix. It is a, about a family that has a son who is highly functioning autistic. It is funny. Uh, they do a great job of weaving in like serious topics and humor. They're like 25 minute episodes. So it's great for somebody on maternity leave that maybe can't give a full hour of attention span because you never know when the kid's going to wake up. Uh, I just, I love it. I highly recommend it, but I just, I also love Michael Rappaport. So thank you, Michael, for knowing who we are. This is like, this is just a really odd moment that somebody that I have really idolized, always enjoyed seeing in movies and in TV knows who we are. Like that's crazy. Oh yeah. It's really weird. Even anyone listening, like not anyone even just famous when people just acknowledge and like, hey, I like what you're doing. So it was it was such a really cool moment. So if you guys want to hear or continue to hear fun stories like that, I hope they continue to happen. Please, please, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does make a difference in the algorithms and it really helps us out. It kind of grows our audience. So please take a minute to leave a five-star rating. It really doesn't take that long. And if you aren't already and you want to keep up on all the latest drama, the latest news, any housewife exits, truly anything, motherhood, humor, anything, follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo, and we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day... Eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.